Thank you for listening to Absolutely Not, a live podcast series sponsored by Goodfair. Did you know the average American generates 82 pounds of clothing waste each year? Goodfair gives new life to perfectly good clothing and home goods that would otherwise end up incinerated or in landfills. You can save the world and have fun doing it with their pre-loved clothing bundles. Each piece is hand-selected by their team, so colors and designs are generally a complete surprise until you unpack your order. Text G-O-O-D-F-A-I-R to 88619 to receive your special offer code for 30% off. Then let your thrifting begin. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Absolutely Not. I am your host, Katrina Stroll, and we in this space are dedicated to providing examples of setting personal boundaries at work and the vocabulary needed to name harm in those spaces. Some quick announcements. Today was the drop date for Absolutely Not merch, so please check it out on my website, along with amazing goodies out there. We also collaborated with liberated love notes and cup of tea luxury tea to create the tea time box. So please check it out when you have a chance. Usually during this segment, I go over definitions of words that we use frequently on the show, but today I'm gonna be acknowledging some people um, that have set personal boundaries at work for all of us to see, either on a national platform or a global platform. Those people are Naomi Osaka, Simone Biles, and Nicole Hannah-Jones. If you do not know who these people are, these people are also listed on my resources page, as well as on the Google. You could just go to Google and Google them and learn about how they were able to say no to things that didn't align with what they needed. Here's a brief list of words that we use frequently on the show. Boundary, dismissive, gaslighting, microaggressions, marginalized groups, and abuse are words we use frequently, and the definitions can be found on my website. Today's episode is opening the door to peace. I know y'all feel that. I know you feel it, and we feel it as well. We're so very excited to talk about it today with my special guest, LaQuisha L. Jackson, BSN RN. They are... Excuse me. They are the independent wellness and health advocate slash mentor. As the owner of Heart of Tay LLC and Royal Team State of Mind LLC Outreach Services, their overall goal in life is to enhance, encourage, and empower young Black queens one positive thought at a time. Located in the great Buckeye state of Ohio, she is excited to help women of all ages indulge in true self-care starting from the inside out. She is also a proud military veteran and a mother of three beautiful children. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. And thank you for making me sound like I'm really doing something out here. <laughs> you are really doing something out here. And I'm so excited to have you on because of that fact. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. Could we start by talking about why this episode is entitled Opening the Door to Peace? Um, honestly, uh, peace is something that I live with every single day. So it's like, you know, 
having the word peace in there, or should I say, if it wasn't in there, it wouldn't be me. Um, so I, I couldn't think of anything else other than, you know, what my purpose is in life, which is opening that door for other people who, you know, might have the keys and need that extra help turning it to get it open. So, oh my gosh, so many symbols. And what could you, in your own terms, tell us what the keys look like? Maybe the first keys that you have. So the first true key is actually, um, it's going to be your self-evaluation. Every single thing starts with yourself. So, you know, um, people can give you tools, they can give you tools, those keys, but if you don't yourself pick them up and put them where they need to go, it's, it's going to be pointless. So my, my biggest thing is I teach people how to let yourself be the focus so that you can have that peace, so that you can open that door. Ooh, and for so many people out there, that first step that you just talked about, it's so difficult to do. I think it's we're very so difficult. trying to help other people, trying to put people in front of ourselves. What would be, um, or when was a time that you weren't able to pick those keys up? Was there ever a time you didn't have those keys in hand? Who uh, definitely <laughs> three years ago. Um, all of this is so new to me because I truly was one of those people who um, I was in my own way. Um, I was a people pleaser. Everybody came before me. It was always about doing what I thought was going to make everybody else happy. My happiness, my peace had nothing to do with my life. So um, literally that was all my life up until probably age 34, 35. So. No. But I'm happy that you got there. It, it yes. takes time, but you eventually yes. got there. So would you say that personal boundaries are part of the keys or maybe one of the keys? Personal boundaries. So I like to use the word limitations as well. So when mm. I say limitations, I'm referring to boundaries as well. So personal boundaries and limitations, that is the key. That is the first step to ever gaining any type of peace anywhere, whether it be at home, whether it be at work, you have to set limits with yourself in order to know, you know, how do I get to my peace? What what am I going to allow in my life? It, like when people get mad, you can't say they made me mad. Nobody can make you anything. You have to own your own emotions. So if I get mad or if I get out of character, it's because I allowed you to do that to me. So when I set limits on myself and I say, can't nobody make me do anything I don't want to do, that shuts it all down right there in and of itself. Oh my God. Oh, well, I hope everyone, <laughs> a word. Uh, I hope <laughs> everyone heard that message because what I wrote down was own your own emotions. So as soon as you feel that, as soon as you, uh, what was that? What just happened no. in that situation? Okay, let me go process these emotions elsewhere because I'm not going to give it to y'all right now. No. no. Outside of I my character is what you said. Wow. Yes, you have the control. Um, peace is all about you. Um, I can't be happy because Katrina's happy. You know, <laughs> I have to be happy because LaQuish is happy. Mm -hmm. So it, it's all about self. It's all about literally looking inside yourself and saying what I'm not going to allow and what I am going to allow. And once I realize where my happiness is, I want to stay in my happy place. You know, this is my bubble. This is my place. This is my, these are my boundaries. Mm. So if I allow you to penetrate my bubble and my boundary, that ain't nobody's fault but my own. Mm. So to keep that from happening, I always tell myself, it's all about me. You know, there is definitely, you can align, should I say, or it's possible to 
pardon my French, and I'm not going to cuss because I know my mom's watching. It's possible to not give a bleep and basically care about yourself mm. and care about others as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think a lot of times people have what I call pseudo peace. You know, I'm happy today. I'm happy tomorrow. But come Wednesday, hump day, I'm sad. No, you need to have eternal and always peace. And it is very possible by saying this is what I'm not going to allow myself to feel. There's people, there's triggers, there's things, there's places that I need not go or be around. And I don't do it. I don't allow it, you know? Mm. So it's hard. Um, It's very hard to turn around and stop doing the things that we used to do in our past, you know? So. Oh, but, but we have people in place to help us get to the next level. I was here to tell you. Um, (laughs) I appreciate you saying I don't, allow it that's another version of absolutely not that's not what i'm doing here that's not what i'm here to do this conversation wasn't supposed to go this way and i will not continue it if it's going in that direction exactly um could you talk about those are a lot of internal boundaries so many really good internal boundaries that you've set for yourself what do your external boundaries look like do they sound like that oh i'm not having this conversation anymore oh i am the cut off queen <laughs> Uh, I allow people, and that takes time too. A lot of times when we, um, since I used to be a people pleaser, a part of that is, you know, I want to help others. I want to be there. I'm a nurse. So naturally it's in me to care for people and to be there for people. But when you try to help other people, there is a tendency to take on other people's, you know, emotions, their trials and tribulations. So at some point you definitely have to strengthen your mind to say, okay, one, that's not me you know, and I have to one step back outside of myself. When somebody comes to me for help, I have to do a self-evaluation to say, am I in a state of mind to where I can even help this person? And then I have to say, you know what? I would love to help you, but I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm going through some things right now. And mm-hmm. once I get myself together, I definitely try to help you. But what I don't want to do is reflect my emotions, my thoughts onto your situation. Because mm-hmm. that's what happens a lot of times, you know, in reality. Um, so, yes, I'm, I'm very big about, you know, people coming to me and saying certain things and I, I ignore you real quick. You know, I'll let you repeat yourself three times until you get the understanding that I'm not entertaining that, mm-hmm. you know, so, oh, Quisha, oh, I'll be on it, you know, mm-hmm. I'm making a post on it on Facebook about it, but, you know, that's, you have to let those things go in order to actually have peace of mind, you know, mm-hmm. you, you allow other people to influence you, it's, it's gonna be all bad from there. Ooh, you allow other people to influence you. I also have written down, I'm not entertaining that, so even, if this conversation continues, okay, you're talking to yourself at this point. No, because yeah, I'm not, I, I, I don't <laughs> hung up the phone by now. I, I oh, um, and it's so important that if the other side of the conversation is still talking to let them know, maybe in a firmer tone or in a different way, maybe even saying, I'm not entertaining this because they're not getting the message. And in our relationship, we want to make sure everybody understands we're all on the same page. Mm -hmm. I'm not Mm -hmm. doing this no more. But it also reminded me of a time I used to work at a warehouse and I had a coworker named Daniel. Daniel would never come in or he wouldn't do his job. And he'd always be like, hey, can you hook me up? Can you do this real quick? I, I just had a really hard day last week. Have you ever worked with a Daniel before? 
Uh, yeah. Um, so, um, I just saw that comment that popped up that said a lot of people don't get it. Mm-hmm. So the thing is going back to self mm-hmm. is that you get it. If you get it, trust me when I say they don't have a choice, but to get it because it's all about the way you carry yourself. It's about the tone that you present and they, they're going to know off, off top, you know, don't go ask you because mm-hmm. she ain't trying to hear it. Mm-hmm. And it is as simple as, you know, saying, Hey, listen, not today, you know, or um, at work. That's where we create those boundaries within ourselves. So within myself, I know that I'm going to go clock in. When I go clock in and I go do this job, what I got going out, going on outside, it doesn't come to work. So if that's the boundary that I set on myself, that I leave my personal life outside of my job, when somebody else tries to bring their personal life mm-hmm. to me at my job, I I don't do it. And it is as simple as saying, you know, oh my God, you know, we do have resources here. You know, everybody has employee care, you know, things like that, Uh, you know, outside counseling or, you know, oh man, I'm sorry to hear that. Mm. Can I help you, you know, in another way? But it, it really is as simple to make people get it again, you know, just like you controlling your emotions, you have the control of the situation, the conversation and say, listen, I go pray for you. A lot of the times, you know, those type of Daniels, if you work with them long enough, you know, their triggers to make them be quiet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you might want to say something that makes them uncomfortable, uncomfortable to the point where they don't want to talk to you anymore. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you do have to go to that level to where, you know, people, they get it that you're not the person to go and seek out, you know, that understanding from anymore. So, mm-hmm. And that type of manipulative behavior, you know, um, some people at work will be like, I was just joking or whatever. That's gaslighting and manipulative. Okay, great. You're, you're just joking. I'm not. And th- they get to a point where they say, well, I just won't talk to you anymore. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for that. And then we don't have to have these jokey joke conversations because our relationship wasn't in that place anyway. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I wrote I down- I'll give you a good example of that. I'm sorry. Um, Speaking now in terms, matter of fact, um, with COVID-19. So my my last job here as of last week, actually, I was a COVID-19 case investigator. So as a nurse, I called people and I told them, hey, you tested positive. Um, Here's some education, this and then a third. So a lot of the people who we called were in healthcare. Now I work with two other nurses and um, they were having a conversation one day. She got off the phone. Oh my God, I can't believe that that nurse, she's not getting vaccinated. And here she is, she got COVID, you know, and I'm sitting there and I'm listening. Another nurse, same thing. Oh my God, these parents, you know, you would think they would think about their kids and da da da. So they kept talking. I said, I'm going to let them have it. Then I said, you know what? If I don't say something, they're going to keep on talking mm. about something that they're not aware of. So I turned around and I said, listen. At that time, I said, I'm not fully vaccinated. I said, and I have children. I said, as a nurse, I choose not to get vaccinated because if you look at the information, there's really no point in getting the vaccine at this point. I said, and as far as my kids, I said, I'm a single mother. I said, so if you telling me that this vaccine is going to make me sick, it's going to put me down, guess what? I'm the only person that take care of my kids. Therefore, I'm not going to go and get vaccinated if that means I can't care for my children. And they looked at me like, oh, you're right. You're right. We didn't look at it like that. You know, sometimes you have to make people get it, make them look at things differently. Otherwise, they're going to keep looking the same way. Mm. So, 
And once again, these boundaries are personal to you in any situation. If they had been talking about your religious preference or your sexual orientation in a negative light, it is your obligation to yourself as the person that you are to speak up and advocate for yourself in those spaces. Like, hey, don't talk about that around me because I am a part of that community or I'm who you're talking about right there. Right. I resonate with who you're talking about. So please stop the conversation or mm -hmm. have it elsewhere elsewhere exactly um i wrote down the word empathetic because you talked about being a caregiver and a lot of people use the word empathetic to kind of mean like oh let people do whatever you want to you all of the time because you're empathetic to them um how does boundaries while being empathetic look like to you what does it look like to you for me, um, that's still, I'm not gonna say it's an area that I'm still working on because I am a true empath. I'm an Aquarius. So I really do, um, I have the gift. I was blessed with the spirit of being able to feel, you know, what other people feel. It's not a putting myself in those shoes um, outside of the experiences that I've gone through in my life that also helps me to feel what other people feel. So my boundary for me there, um, I, I honestly, I feel like I'm always protected mm -hmm. in that area. So I don't think I've ever come across something to where the spirit or my spirit was connecting me to this person to where I feel like I had to say, hey, no, you know, mm -hmm. so on that one, I, it's, it's kind of I'm still working on it. And I love that you say that. Um, and even though we're talking as people who, who set boundaries on a daily, everyday basis, in every situation, we have to change what that boundary looks like, how we're setting that boundary and take steps back and say, okay, how do we feel about this? What are we going to do differently in this next situation? That's awesome that you're still growing in this space. Um, while you're growing, what are some of the coping mechanisms or affirmations that you tell yourself to get better at setting boundaries? So I literally, I have three stickies on my mirror in my bathroom. Um, and every day, um, I say that, you know, I am who y'all have called me to be. I am enough and positive energy only. So, um, I've said those so much that I don't need my stickies anymore. Um, but I also tell myself I am love. Um, I have love tattooed on me probably three different times, um, I, I had to research and do a lot of dumping of who I was brought up to be versus who I was called to be. So when I did that, um, I grew up in a Christian church. So in doing that research and that growing up, I had to let go of some of the things that were given to me and I had to start finding things for myself. So a couple of those things were I took from the different spiritualities and I made it my own. So I do a lot of different things. Um, I'm big on aromatherapy. Um, I light candles probably 20 times a day. Um, there's, um, there is a, I want to say it's a, like a spiritual thing. I can't remember what religion exactly, but they believe that um, when someone dies, you light a candle and basically like that smoke is their you know, spirit going up. So if somebody close to me passes or somebody says something to me or I see something on a post about somebody passing, I light candles and I say that person's name. And, you know, I, I, you know I, I try to help that spirit, so to say, um, get to where it needs to be. I meditate literally two to three times a day. Um, I literally have perfected that with the help of my three kids because I am so great at tuning things out that it made meditation a whole lot easier. Um, so I make sure that I at least 
at least once a day, I do get on my knees and I just, uh, you know, I give thanks for where I am and where I'm headed. So I read as well. Um, and I talk to myself a lot. You know, I do self-checks every single day. I say, are you okay? And I answer myself. I either, I'm either okay or I'm not okay. And if I'm not okay, okay, well, why aren't we okay? And I fix it. If it's something I could fix, I fix it. If it's not the art of not giving an F, I'm big on that right now too. So I just bloop and it's gone. It's gone. I love that you talked about the mixture, the concoction that you had to create for yourself as an individual. I think a lot of people out there right now, they're looking for, all right, do you have something that I can just grab real quick and then be better? Now it takes time. It takes Mm -hmm. effort. It takes build a box, grab. Okay. That didn't work. Throw it away. Put it back. Yeah. this, this, (laughs) This works for me. Great. Keep it. Let's keep doing it. And those self checks you talked about, man, it's hard. (laughs) <laughs> it is really it's hard. hard. Oh, okay. Um, but through those self-checks, you have learned a lot about yourself. Could you give an example of a time when you weren't this good at where you're at and you weren't able <laughs> to set a boundary at work? Uh, like I said, all my life up until 34, um, I was, um, and my sister, you know, she was the one that brought it to my attention, but I was negative Nancy. Mm-hmm. Um, if you bought me a situation, I could find a negative in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I found reasons to not be happy. And a lot of that came from, you know, your childhood. A lot of people don't want to accept it, but a lot of things that do happen to us in our childhood or just different experiences throughout our life, they do kind of mold us into who we are as an adult, but it's up to us to say, okay, you know what, that happened. That doesn't have to continue to be what it is right now. So I I just I can never be happy because as a child I honestly was not happy. There was so many things going on. And then even as an adult, um, it took me 15 years to accept the fact that in the military I was raped, you know, and I never said anything about it. I never mentioned it. I always felt like it was my fault. And going back to the self-checks, I started looking at, you know, the different things in my life that I blamed myself, that I allow society to blame me for. And I'm like, you know what? It's time to stop. You know, it's time to, I deserve to be happy. You know, I deserve, you know, to smile. Um, But society, my family and people around me had told me that I shouldn't. And I was okay with that. Well, one day I woke up and I wasn't okay with that. You know, and that's what literally, you know, now that's why I, I look at, you know, some of my old pictures or I just think about who I was, like I said, three years ago. And I'll just be like, where and how? And I mean, it's literally like, you know, I woke up one day and y'all said enough, you know, and he said, you have to be who I want you to be. You have to live on purpose. Back then I didn't have a purpose, you know, killing myself was probably the most realistic thing to do because everything around me was just so negative. And, you know, now it's like, oh my God. Woo, like I deserve to be here. Like I need to be here. I am here because people need me here. Not just my kids. You know, it, it, every breath that I breathe in, it's not about me. It's something bigger than me. And I'm just glad that now I see it. I didn't see it before. Mm, I didn't see it before. And I think so many people are waiting for somebody to come into their lives and kind of like, go ahead, live the life that you want to live. Here, go do it. Do it now. No, um, For anybody out there listening to this, that'll no. never happen. No one is ever going to say, <laughs> so you can now become the best person. It is time now do it. 
um, you will have to one day wake up and say, I will now live the life that I want to live on purpose. And boundaries help you do that every single day. I am so thankful for learning about boundaries and the vocabulary I needed to move forward in the life I want to live. Um, I cannot thank you enough for sharing all of your experiences and everything you have learned this far in your life. Um, I'm going to open it to the floor now. This is the time where we open it and anybody who's in the room can ask questions. Coach Q is in the hot seat. She knows everything about anything. (laughs) Just type it in the chat or continue to, or take yourself off mute and ask the question. But I will kick it off with a question that I've started asking recently. Have you ever crossed anyone's boundaries before? Listen, uh, and we said we're not going to cry. We don't have time to cry today. Um, I am very open and I am very transparent. And um, my divorce, or should I say my marriage for 10 years was just horrible for me. And I'm thankful for it now, though. Um, for four years after my divorce, I, I lived and I functioned on hurt. So I hurt a lot of people. I hurt a lot of people. That's saying that, you know, um, hurt people, hurt people, hurt people don't hurt people. You make that choice. Mm. And I made that choice to become this woman that I felt hurt me in my marriage. And so I did that. I hurt people. I, I stepped outside of the boundaries that I knew weren't taught to me, that weren't shown to me. And um, that was like the worst four years of my life. Nothing went right. Um, my car almost got repossessed. Um, I was bouncing from job to job. I mean, it was horrible. <laughs> it was so horrible. But it, it took a lot for me to, again, look at myself to say, okay, you got to set some boundaries, Quisha. You know, your boundaries have to open your eyes to see what you're doing to people. And not even the people, but what you're doing to yourself. Mm. And um, I'm thankful for that time, though, because now, yeah, I have those boundaries. And and I don't allow it in my house. I don't allow it in my life. I don't allow it on my job. Um, A lot of people in the workforce have to understand that there are other companies. And it costs $99 to create an LLC and be your own company. So you have to start telling these people in your workforce, you know, at the end of the day, that dollar ain't going to make you happy. You know, chuck them they deuces. They'd be okay because guess what? Just as quick as you apply for that job, when you quit because you're not happy, your job's going to be filled within two weeks. So. Oh, my gosh. Um, A word. But also, um. <laughs> But also, thank you so much for just bringing everything that I needed and that so many people need into this space. I think often we think about, okay, I'm going to set boundaries so I can live better. But it's also so you can treat people better and treat yourself Mm -hmm. better. Treat people the way that they deserve because you're respecting their boundaries. And you can let people know, this is what I deserve. I want to be respected in this way, specifically, on purpose. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh I, I oh okay we didn't cry thank you <laughs> let me check the chat to see if we have any questions um how can I promote this on social media anyway <laughs> oh my gosh thanks so much um this will be published um in a week from now so 
it will be sent out and I'm sure Coach Q will put it everywhere she can. So um, just please remain in contact with her. Uh, everybody is just loving this conversation and it's, it is solely because of you. Your ability to be so transparent in this place and just give us what we needed to hear. Like I, I'm still working on this shit. I talk about it every, I'm sorry, mom cute. But I, I talk about it every single week and um, it's still hard. It's hard to do, especially if you grew up in a space where these words did not exist at all. Um, Oh, but let, let's move past that. <laughs> okay, I've, I've heard about how your life has changed with boundaries. How have the people around you changed? Do they, have they had to elevate themselves? Uh, they say that you attract what you put out. And I guess you can say uh, what I post on social media now is really me. Like <laughs> I, I get on my kids' nerves because I'm just, I'm happy, you know, and definitely, um, people come at me different um and even when they come at me I guess you could say correct for me sometimes it's still not even good enough um because of that boundary that I have right now so definitely when I changed I mean everything changed around me everything so uh. and that's oh I can't wait for y'all to start setting boundaries because that's what it is as soon as you start doing it people around you like oh okay then I don't want to be in this space. Thank you. Leave. There go the door. Thank you. There it is. <laughs> we do have a question. How do you find the courage to talk so openly about your assault? Probably because uh, in my mind, my sister always used to say, who are they? Who are they? I would, you know, we'd be having a conversation. I'd be like, well, they said, and they said, and then one day I realized that the they was the people in my head. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what? Well, I'm already assuming what the world is thinking. So I'm just gonna put it out there to help them understand, like, you know, this is what it really is. And I will say this uh, to add on to that. I sat in on a class that talked about uh, sexuality. Um, and one of the people in the class said that they felt like they had to use their pronouns. They had to tell people about their sexuality and things of that nature. Otherwise people would define them. Mm -hmm. uh, can't nobody define you. Let's, mm -hmm. let's, let's put that in the air. Okay. So you can sit up and you can make these long posts. You can, you know, blast out to the world about, um, who you are and who you want people to think you are but people gonna think what they want to think at the end of the day mm. and for me I don't care and that's why I try to tell people there literally is a, a it's, it's possible to align I don't care with living on purpose and loving so I love people and I love what I do but I swear for everything on this blue earth I don't care what you think about me. Mm. I don't care how you feel about me. It does not pay my bills. It does not feed my kids. So I can open up and I can tell people one, because when I was little, I wish one black woman or just somebody somewhere would have said to me, it's okay to have the feelings that you're feeling. See, nobody said that to me. It's okay that you're having those suicidal thoughts. Nobody said that to me. I went to church every day and I was told I was going to hell for the thoughts that I was having. So I decided to say, I don't want other little black girls to grow up the way that I did and feel the way that I feel. So I have to open my mouth. Mm -hmm. I have to make people see 
that there's something bigger on this earth other than what we choose to post on social media for the day to have something to talk about. You know, we have to be transparent so that other people don't have to hide who they are, hide who they love, you know, so I love me, so I'm going <laughs> to shout it out to the world, so I don't care, you know, you know what somebody else may think, you know, so mm. you have to not care just love yourself when you love yourself a hundred percent not 95 not 99 but when you love yourself a hundred percent there's nothing that anybody can say do think or feel about you that make you care <laughs> mm. and uh, so many powerful words in that but one of the things i took out of that is just there's somebody out there having the same thoughts that you are right now. One of y'all need to talk about it. One of, one of, and also it reminds me, I have had similar experiences to yours and that's not my fault. I am not having suicidal ideations because of me. It's because of external messages that I'm getting and a whole bunch of other stuff. I was not sexually assaulted because of me. Exactly. None of this is my fault. So my ability to talk about it is my is my own it's my prerogative i can talk about it because it's not my fault oh get out of my face <laughs> and one, one thing too that people hate if you put it out there there's nothing they can add on to it or say you know you've already said it you know if i you know the status tell you you know what back in the day i was a hoe guess what and i tell the world and you want to go tell everybody you know Christian was a hoe yeah, she said it. Oh, well, now I don't have nothing else to talk about because that's all I wanted to talk to you about was that she was a hoe. Well, she didn't already said it. So there's nothing else to say. Next, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, I, and plus I'm already elevated. Like, okay, thank you for that. Like, <laughs> old news. But we have another question in the chat. If a superior at work, I'm assuming, is crossing your boundaries, how do you suggest women maneuver around that? Often that becomes hard because there is a fear of consequences if they don't play along. Okay, you don't maneuver around it. You go straight to the source. In the military, there's a chain of command and that command starts with that person. So you go to that person, as I recently did, you go to that person and you say, hey, this is the situation. This is the situation that I don't like. Boom, it's on the table. They do it again. Guess what? It's somebody above them. So we're going to go to the person ahead of them and we're going to say this, this, and this, and boom. If it happened again, guess what? It's somebody over them. Mm -hmm. And then it's somebody over them. And guess what? There's this thing called EEOC where you can file a complaint with commission so it depends on your level of strength that you do have and understanding that indeed is open 24 7 mm -hmm. so if they are giving you that much hell on your job and your life there are other jobs mm -hmm. i always look at it like this if you're too comfortable and you're supposed to be somewhere else in your life mm -hmm. Your higher power, whoever you may believe in, gonna make you uncomfortable so that you can reach where you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times, too, with these managers, until someone gets the nuts to stand up to them and say, hey, what you're doing is wrong, they're gonna keep doing it to people, mm -hmm. okay? So I had that same situation happen to me while I was pregnant at a local hospital here, and I did that, and I took it up the chain. And each time I took it up, I was winning. However, she still put me in a position to where I was forced to either resign or be terminated. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what I said? Terminate me because I've done nothing wrong. So after I allowed them to terminate me, I took and I filed all the things that I needed to file. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? She was given the option to either 
resign or she be terminated okay so now she's no longer in that position of power mm-hmm. now she's over there wiping ass like she used to back in the day so it's all up to you and what you want to again the boundary you set for yourself the boundary mm-hmm. you set for your life are you going to keep letting these people do this to you mm-hmm. where do you have peace and happiness that when you keep letting people make you unhappy you're allowing yourself to be unhappy no. and I love that you talked about this person's going to continue this behavior until you have that conversation. Even if you just one day, like, you know what, I'm going to just leave this place. You're leaving those people there with that uh-huh. same manager, the, pe- the person that's going to replace you with that same manager. Your ability to advocate for yourself is also advocating for others because exactly. abusive people don't only abuse one person. They abuse everyone that they are around. Oh, and from a career coaching perspective, as soon as you get those red flags, like, oh, this manager is, and you have a conversation and they don't want any of that. And then you have to keep moving. As soon as you get the first red flag, start applying, start looking, Mm -hmm. start refreshing your resume because you already know what, when there's one red flag, sometimes there's multiple and then there's Mm -hmm. more and then there's more. So already be prepared, always stay ready. And you must have a career coach. And like they tell us, you know, in the military, if you are in that situation, document, document, Mm. document, you got a little thing on your phone, the notes, um, send yourself an email at work today, such and such did this, keep a paper trail on them, be able to go to whoever with those facts, you know, people hate facts, you know, (laughs) people do hate facts, but that's another, that's another conversation. Uh, I just want to read some of the convert, uh, the comments that are in here. So powerful. Thank you so much. Damn, that gives me courage. There's somebody out there that can relate to your story. Tell your story. Exactly. That's what everybody should. Wow. I was loving myself 50% this week. I had someone reach out to me and offer me a job position. And the next day they took it back because my wife is from Israel and it didn't get vaccinated. Discrimination remix. Wow, that is a whole situation. But I'm glad that you acknowledge that you are loving yourself at 50%. Man, um, and a lot of people just keep saying this is amazing advice. Oh, I cannot thank you enough for being on here today. This has been amazing. I, I do have a question about you being a nurse. That's a really hard field to be in, specifically the past year that we just went through. Why do you stay in your field? it's my purpose. Um, I, before I even started nursing school, I used to tell people, if I don't, if I don't become a nurse, I'm gonna be a crackhead. I'll be completely honest. That's what I used to say. I, I felt like I did not have a choice in what I was supposed to do in my life. It was either be a nurse or be a crackhead. And I didn't want to be a crackhead. So I'll really just stuck to it and and like I said it's it's my it's my purpose in life is to help people um it's not just tending to you know those superficial scars it's definitely those you know those deep scars that you know people can't see so that's why you know I branched out with my nursing uh education and I flipped it to a different kind of nursing you know so it's, it's, it really is my like this when he was building me he said nurse 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 and <laughs> The pandemic, actually, I soared in the pandemic. I kid you not, I soared in it. That's when I created um, my LLC um, more powerfully because I started in 2018, but it it allowed me to focus on my children. It allowed me to focus on school. It allowed me to focus on my life and where I wanted to be. So I was actually one 
who was thankful for the pandemic because it opened my eyes. That's why I, I'm one of those people now, if you give me a negative situation, I promise you I can show you positive. There's positivity in everything, but you have to choose to open your eyes and see that. So I, I, I can't do anything else but love people. As my gift and my curse, I can give love, but receiving has been kind of hard and I'm okay with that because I give it to myself. So that's enough. So many acknowledgments, self-acknowledgments on who you are as a person. I love that you also touched on the fact that those huge emotions and messages you get from nursing is why you stay in the field that you're in. Um, for anybody out there that's like, I don't know where to go. Listen to your gut, listen to your heart, yes. listen uh, to those huge emotions. When you're doing your job, which parts of those jobs are you like, man, I love doing this. I could do this all the time. Me and whatever the person that you be at at work, like we could do this all day. <laughs> that's probably what you should be doing with your life. Okay, this has been an amazing conversation with you. I can't thank you enough once again. Thank you. So many people in the comments just like, this has been solid ass advice listening on the side and he felt that, oh, this is amazing. To wrap us up tonight, what are the top three tips for anybody who's moving into setting personal boundaries for the first time or just moving into their first job? What are the tips you would give them? Um, one, I would definitely have to say love yourself. Love yourself on purpose. Um, and then, so that was the first one, love yourself. The second one was love yourself on purpose. <laughs> and the third one uh, is definitely, uh, mom, I'm sorry, but don't give a fuck. You can't, you can't. Um, when you start caring too much and you start putting other people above your self-love and the purpose of you being here, you lose sight of everything. You you won't be happy um, in that job, uh, in your life. Um, it starts with self. Mm, starts with self. And I know some people out there might be thinking, okay, but I still want to love everybody. That's good. Love everybody in, until it causes you harm. As soon as you start feeling like, oh, they asking too much, or oh, that's the third time I had to do or cover their shift or something it's causing you harm. Stop mm -hmm. loving them that much. Mm -hmm. Have a conversation about how much love you are given in that relationship because it's not 50-50 anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to cut family off. It's okay to cut friends off. Anything that does not make you happy, why hold on to it? That's the question that you have to ask yourself. You know, oh, but I love him. Woo! When I got that divorce, let me tell you something. I loved myself a whole lot more. So, you know, I mean, even family, you know, brothers, sisters, you know, I went a whole month not talking to my mom because I was in a bad state. It had nothing to do with her or even my brother or my sister at the time. It was just, it was me. It was something that I was going through that I needed to detach from people. And a lot of times people would detach from you. And if they detach from you, let them stay detached, y'all. Like, it's that simple. Um, Everybody's not supposed to be in your life when he's trying to elevate you somewhere else. You trying to go up, but these people are steady pulling you down so when he cut the cord quit trying to stitch it back together you know like people say quit giving cpr to dead situations let it die put the dirt over it sprinkle some extra seeds let the grass grow and water it let it go let it go so many oh my gosh these are affirmations these are words of confirmation in your life today if you needed it i hope you got it 
But once again, this has been absolutely not. I'm your host, Katrina Schroll. My amazing special guest today was LaQuisha L. Jackson, BSNRN. If you need to find them, um, find her. Her information will be in the show notes as soon as this is published next week. Please check out my website to find resources on how to set personal boundaries and people who have set personal boundaries, as well as definitions of words we use frequently on the show. And shout out to my sponsors, Good Fair. I'll probably mention them in this month. (laughs) And thank you for everybody who came out. Um, We will see you next time. Thank you so much. Bye.